you hear about consulting and it seems very vague and it is actually difficult to grasp like what, what your time goes into on an everyday basis. Like it's easy to understand the concept of the career, but not so much the actual tasks that you spend your time on and what your day is going to look like. I've gotten asked this question approximately 1,359 times on coffee chats by now, so I figured I might as well put it into a podcast episode. And if anything, I'll have this to send as a reference to anybody who is recruiting for consulting or who's in the early stages of figuring out what they want to do after school, who's curious about the career. Because the same was true for me when I was first learning about possible career options when I was in business school. You hear about consulting and it seems very vague and it is actually difficult to grasp like what what your time goes into on an everyday basis like it's easy to understand the concept of the career but not so much the actual tasks that you spend your time on and what your day is going to look like so here is a day in the life of a management consultant at the junior level in downtown chicago and this is a random day in the life a.m. Wake up, drink water, and go to the gym. 7.30 a.m. Get back to my apartment after my workout. Get myself ready, get dressed, usually in something business casual, and walk to the office. And for me, I'm conveniently a 15-minute walk away from my office. This is assuming that I'm working in Chicago that week and not traveling. 8.30 a.m. Get to the office, make a coffee, and sit down to go through emails. So specifically, check to see if anything blew up overnight, check to see if there were any developments over the project that I missed late the evening before. At 8.30 or 9 a.m., I'll check in with my team. So usually over a call or in person if we're located together, the team has like a 15 to 30 minute check-in to do a roundtable of what our priorities are for the day, like what everybody is spending their time on, because we're not always working together on one task. Usually it's different people on the team own a different part of the work stream. So we do a round table just so everyone's on the same page. In the morning from 9am to 11, usually my time is filled with some form of research. So this could be conducting expert interviews over the phone with an expert in a specific industry to try and better understand or gain some kind of an insight about the market that the client is operating in. Or it could be flipping through, you know, a 200 page long industry report to try to extract some kind of specific piece of information. So usually we're missing like a growth estimate or some other number that we need from a credible source. So if you're the junior, it's your job to go through industry reports or do these expert interviews to try to find accurate information. 11 a.m. to noon, I might take that information and then go use it to update our Excel model. So whatever piece of information I found in my research before gets added to our model to make it more complete or more exact or more up-to-date. Noon, if I'm with my team, we break for lunch. So if the team is together, we are usually working in one of three places, either the office, a WeWork, or the client site. Running to grab lunch together is a really good time to socialize with your team outside of the project setting. So we take a bit of a refresh and then come back energized, ready to get back to work in the afternoon. 1 p.m. after lunch, I might check in with my project manager or with the senior consultant who I'm working under to update them on what was done in the morning and then what I'm going to spend my time on next. Usually, we have to keep sight of what the next big deliverable is, whether it's a market model that has to be complete by the end of the week or a slide deck for the next Steerco. 
That usually consists of a PowerPoint document that is anywhere between 50 to 300 pages in length, and it's updated constantly to reflect our findings and to reflect, more importantly, our recommendation. STEERCO is a term that you're going to hear thrown around in consulting a lot. It's short for steering committee. It's basically an advisory board. So in this case, it's the group of people at the client company who hired us to do the project. So that is the group of people who we're responsible for presenting to on a regular cadence to share our findings on the project and ultimately make the recommendation. If it's a longer project, you may be presenting to them once a month. That's the case on my project right now. If it's a shorter project, it might just be one final Steerco presentation at the end of the project timeline. So those are the people who ultimately have the decision-making authority to accept or to reject our recommendations. 1.30 to 3.30 p.m., probably updating slides. So because PowerPoint decks are the medium through which we deliver recommendations to the client, a large majority of my time is spent building and updating slides. If you are the most junior person on the project, the most tedious work falls onto you. The lower you are, the more technical the work you're doing. It's the technical analysis in Excel and putting together the PowerPoint slides. The higher up you are, let's say if you're a partner, you're responsible for building relationships with clients and selling projects and making proposals. A PM is somewhere in the middle where they are responsible for organizing how the project is laid out, how we make use of our resources. And in that case, like the resource is the people who are staffed on it. But Point is, the lower down you are, the more tedious the work you're doing. So a lot of my time is spent in Excel and PowerPoint. In the middle of the afternoon, around 3.30 p.m., I might have a client workshop I can help facilitate. Client workshop is, it's like an interactive session or a working session with a few people or with a group of people from the company we're working with. And it usually serves as like a midway check-in between Circos. So it could be spent brainstorming solutions together. It's like you talk to the client about the problems they're facing in their business and ask lots of questions and try to get a better grip on like what their goals are and what challenges they may face when they implement our recommendations. Personally, like I'm a people person, so I really love these sessions. It's a nice break and I always leave them feeling energized. It's also a really good reminder that Like to change a business, you need cooperation from the people at the core of that organization. It's not just about pushing numbers around a screen or like throwing vague ideas onto a PowerPoint slide. Like if you don't have cooperation from the client, our recommendation is going to fall apart. So I really like those sessions because it kind of, it's easy to get lost in the details. Like if you're spending all of your time building a market model or making slides, it's easy to kind of feel disconnected from the company that you're ultimately working with. Client workshops are always a nice reminder for me that like any business, if you break it down to its parts, a business is composed of people like human beings and you need cooperation from those people. You need in consulting, you call it buy-in to be able to make anything happen. 5 p.m. Back to PowerPoint. At 6 or 7 p.m. I'll break again with my team for dinner. We maybe we'll play a quick game of foosball if we're in the office and then get back to work. At this point in the evening, people might choose to either commute home and continue working from their home office, especially those who have families, or we'll just stay together wherever we are working as a team. Usually this depends on the preference of the project manager. So some PMs really like keeping their team together in the same room, working alongside each other. Other PMs are okay with remote work, in which case it's pretty flexible. The huge asterisk on this is that this is assuming the project does not involve intense travel or it's not a week where we're traveling to client site. 
10.30 or 11 p.m. at the latest, I'm done and I log off. Then I wind down for bed with my skincare routine. I might journal for a few minutes and then go to bed. If it's the night before I steer crow, however, just skip this step because sleep is not a thing. That is a quote-unquote typical day in the life of a consultant. The funny thing is with this is that the question is actually an oxymoron. Like a typical day in the life of a consultant, if you answer that question directly, in any scenario, you will be giving a single answer to describe a single day and using it to characterize the entire career. And in some jobs, that fits. In this job, it's almost impossible to characterize a single quote-unquote typical day. What I would say is if you are someone who likes routine, and if you're someone who likes stability and predictability, don't choose consulting. Honestly, you're probably not going to like it. But on the other side of things, if you're someone who likes staying on your toes or you like novelty, there's a good chance that you'll like it. There's something cool, I think, about having to become a semi-expert in a different industry every few months. Like It's like cycling through a fast and steep learning curve and then doing that over and over and over again for every project you're staffed on. For a month, you may be working on you know, helping an electric vehicle company launch in the U.S., but then the next month you could be trying to help a nonprofit in Japan reach more people. Like it's almost like you're you're doing a completely different job, having to become an expert and get to know a completely different industry and then switching that very very often, like switching it at a very fast pace. Some projects I've done have lasted a total of 2 weeks and then it's done and you move on to the next. Others like longer PMO implementation projects could last 6 months, but it's really like it's like speed dating for careers. The highlights of my day usually are spending time with my team. So it's, for me, it's always the foosball pick-me-up games and the late dinners in office and like celebrating after a final Circo. Those are the moments where you really bond with your team. And I love that because even on a project with a tough workload, feeling like you're going through the trenches together, like collectively as a unit is kind of a bonding experience. I mean, I work with some of the smartest people who I've ever met, people who have had like fascinating experiences and fascinating careers before consulting and undoubtedly like they'll go on to do really cool things after consulting if they choose to leave. It is a career that has very high turnover. I've always said that I treat this career as like an extension to my education. So yes, sometimes the work hours are bad. And on the days when I'm spending like 12 hours aligning boxes on a PowerPoint slide, Obviously, you start to question the value of what you're doing. But when I look at the big picture, I'm learning a hell of a lot. And I'm meeting a lot of really cool people. And that is something that not a lot of other careers would be able to give me. So at the end of the day, like at least I'm not bored. Like I said, I cannot perfectly characterize a typical day in consulting. But what I can do is give you the things that remain constant or at least the things that occur frequently. So the big themes are technical analysis in Excel, building PowerPoint slides, updating PowerPoint slides, and doing research in the form of either expert interviews or reading through industry reports. As a more rare task, client interaction, so facilitating client workshops or at least attending and taking notes is more rare the more junior you are, but the higher you get in the career that starts to take up a larger portion of your time. I made a list too of, like I said, like the word typical kind of does not apply to consulting because there are all these dependencies. Like there are a list of variables that determine what your work and what your day looks like. So I made a list. The main dependencies are this, the type of project you're on, the team you're working with, the career stage you're at, and lastly, the amount of travel that is involved. For project, your workload largely depends on the type of project that you're on. 
the tasks you're spending your time on also depends on the type of project. So the kind of work you're going to be doing if you're on a due diligence project is completely different from the kind of work you're going to be doing if you're on a PMO or an implementation project. I'll give you an example. If you're on a DD, it means likely that a private equity firm, let's say, hired you or hired your consulting firm to conduct the due diligence, basically do the research on an acquisition target that they want to buy. It could also be a a company who's asking you to do the DD on another company that they want to buy. In either case, it's your job on the project to do a large amount of research in a short period of time and then determine whether the target company is a good buy or not. And then you give the recommendation, buy or not buy. So the tasks involved here are obviously largely research focused. You're going to be reading through industry reports. You're going to be conducting expert interviews. You're going to want to understand the target's industry what their competitive landscape looks like, what kind of trends are going on in the market, and whether ultimately it's a good market to be in or not. There may be some financial modeling involved if the project involves building a model or like assessing the price of the target. But most notably, a DD is not going to involve, it's going to involve almost no client contact because you don't need to interact much with the client. Like they, they hire us to quietly conduct the DD complete the task, and then present our recommendation to them a single time at the end of the project period. Contrast that to a PMO or an implementation project. If a company has hired us to optimize their operations, or let's say they want to consolidate their manufacturing footprint across like 50 manufacturing plants they have in the US, and then they want us to oversee the implementation of whatever we're suggesting, then the timeline here naturally is going to be longer. Because making sure that our recommendation is implemented takes a longer time. So it might last three to six months, even more. I've seen projects that last up to a year or more. Here, client contact is probably very high. And it makes sense. Like if you think about the work involved, you could be visiting their plants. You could be visiting their plants several days a week and talking to people on the floor, watching them do their jobs, see what they're doing well and not well and where things could be improved, where costs could be cut even. And then you're checking in with people at the client regularly to make sure that everything is on track. If you're in the implementation stage of like, we have made a suggestion. Now we need to make sure that the suggestion actually happens on the floor. This may also involve more frequent travel to wherever the client is located. So the tasks involved here are like completely different from what you were doing on the DD project we just explained a few minutes ago. The work is now suddenly much more like people centric. You don't have your head buried in Excel and PowerPoint the whole time. You're actually talking to people. So the tasks that you spend, my point is the tasks you spend your time on with a career in consulting are very, very much project dependent. The same thing applies to the workload, like shorter timeline plus more technical analysis equals heavier workload, meaning probably longer hours. The opposite is also true. Longer timeline of a project and more qualitative analysis means the workload is going to be less intense and your hours are going to be shorter. The second dependency is the team you're working with. So on a project in consulting, arguably like the most important person on the project is your project manager. The PM is like the pilot who's guiding the aircraft if the project is the aircraft and then you're part of like the, what do you call it? The pit crew working on the project, whatever kind of analogy you want to use. So my day, usually when I wake up in the morning, depends on what my PM needs for me that day. Every morning around 8.30 or 9 a.m., I have a check-in with my entire team, including the PM, and you set out what your priorities are for the day in a roundtable. So my PM is the person who tells me what I need to focus on as a goal for the day, and then that determines the tasks I spend my time on. The variability is high, and like you also 
don't have much oversight or like you can't really predict accurately what you're going to be spending your time on until the day of or like the night before. Like I could not tell you what I'm going to be doing one week from today. I can barely tell you what I'm going to be doing for my job tomorrow. It just depends on what comes up. Like the project scope changes very frequently. The tasks change, the priorities change, needs change, information comes up, information changes. Like it's, you kind of have to stay on your toes. And usually when I wake up in the morning and check in with my team, that is when I find out what I have to get done that day. The other dependency is this, the level of sophistication of the work that I do as a junior consultant also depends on what my team structure looks like. So when I say team structure, it means the hierarchy and like the number of people staffed on the project. If I'm staffed on a project where the entire team is just me, one other consultant and the PM, I'm going to have to take on a higher level of responsibility on that project because there aren't that many of us. Like those are the projects where I find myself maybe leading a client meeting on my own or managing an entire work stream by myself. And that's not uncommon. Like that happened just recently earlier this year on a project I was on and I loved it. Versus if you have a big team of people working on the project, like let's say it's a team of five to 10 people then the firm will usually staff one or multiple consultants at every level. You want to cover all your bases. So you'll have a junior consultant, a consultant, maybe a couple of seniors, and then a PM. And at the top is the partner who sold the project, or you might even have two senior partners who duly sold the project. In that case, the youngest person at the bottom naturally gets to take on the load of all the most tedious back-end work in Excel and PowerPoint and admin stuff like making dinner reservations and taking meeting notes. It's day and night. Like in that case, it's less likely that you're going to be leading a client meeting on your own. The third dependency is career stage. So where you're at in your career in consulting, it's a completely different job. So like I said, junior consultants, you'll be more spending much more of your time in Excel and PowerPoint doing technical analysis and all the tedious work. As you advance a little bit, let's say as a senior consultant, then you may be like storyboarding decks taking on a more involved role in client meetings, etc. When you're a PM, again, you're like, you're the pilot. It's largely like organizational and planning and you need to, you're like delegating tasks and not actually doing as much of the work yourself. You're also the point of contact with the client. So it becomes more interpersonal the higher up you go. And at the very top of it, if you're a partner, your job is to sell, you usually have equity in the firm. Your job is to sell the projects and you get paid largely like by commission from the projects you sell. So you're responsible for maintaining the relationship with the client, getting leads for new clients. It's very, very heavily focused on networking and building relationships and seeing where we can help a company and putting together a project proposal. So the work completely changes depending on where you're at in your career stage. The very last dependency is travel. And this changes everything. So like, let's say it's a project that's heavy on travel. If you have to be at client site from Monday to Friday every week, or like that would be kind of painful, let's say. Tuesday to Thursday is a little bit more typical, but Monday to Friday is not not completely impossible. Then the whole schedule I gave earlier kind of changes because on Monday morning, instead of waking up, going to the office, meeting with your team and doing a full day of work with like generally normal hours, you wake up Monday morning, you go to the airport with your suitcase, you get on a flight to wherever the client's located, you land, you don't have time to go to the hotel, you go straight to the client site, you start working until late, etc. And then it also may be different because you may not have your entire team together with you at client site. You may be split. The team could be spread across the country or even multiple countries if the client has numerous locations. So it changes a lot. Travel really changes kind of what your everyday looks like. 
it's an interesting switch up. Like I think the travel is definitely a fun part of consulting, especially if you're young and you don't have like a family. Like if I had a husband and kids at home, travel would be tough because I wouldn't want to be away that much. But when you're young, traveling for work is a fun part of the job. And it's, it's a part that I actually enjoy quite a bit and I'm really grateful for. I hope this was helpful to share with a little bit more clarity, like what I actually spend my time doing as a consultant. I know like when I was going through recruiting, I had a very difficult time getting an answer to this question or even like like what a consultant does. And I get it. Like I know that it's, it is a difficult question to answer. Like the only real answer you can give is it depends because of that like list of dependencies, like the variables that I talked about earlier. But I hope this like gives a little bit more clarity on This is an accurate snapshot of what a random day could easily look like in the middle of the week for me at my level as a consultant. The other thing is that if it's a Saturday or Sunday, my weekends are completely free of work. Like I'm lucky enough that at RB, we have a like no work on weekends policy. So except in extreme like emergency situations, I'm not expected to be available or to be doing work or going into the office on weekends. So either I'm taking a weekend trip somewhere or I'm just chilling in Chicago, spending my time at coffee shops, catching up with friends, going to Pilates, reading, doing this podcast, which I love and it gives me so much energy. Again, I hope you found this helpful. And if you're still listening and you made it to the end, I love you so much. Please leave a rating and review. Just tell me that you made it to the end. That would make me happy. Ciao. I'll talk to you guys next week.